on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me, sadly, over the phone today, but which is fine, is Gold Bowl President and CEO, McHugh Pierre. McHugh, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I, I like to diversify my guest pool as much as I find everyone fun to chat with, but I got to keep it interesting around here. Not to say everyone else isn't interesting, but it's important to have some diversity in there. But how are you doing today? I'm doing so well. I'm calling you from our office, Gold Belt's office in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. Uh, business is very strong. It's robust. There's lots happening at Gold Belt, and I'm excited to talk to you today and share this with all of your listeners and all of my shareholders who are, who are tuning in today. And I'm looking forward to talking with you. Now, I, got, I have to ask you kind of out the gate. I'm surprised to hear that there's an office in the suburbs of D.C. Oh, yeah. So many people don't know about the scope and complexity of Gold Belt. Uh, we operate in every state, every United State, every uh, territory. And we also have employees in five foreign countries right now. So we, we do all of this through our federal government contracting business. And it's uh, exciting, diverse, and there's a lot of opportunities for shareholders. So if a shareholder is interested in working in logistics or medical research or something else, um, you know, they have the opportunity to learn, get those skills and go and work in places. I mean, we have nurses and doctors um, on contract working for us in Japan at a Navy base there. So we do some pretty cool stuff. Gotcha. I mean, it sounds quite interesting to me. It was my impression of Gold Belt for the longest time has always been like, yeah, it's in Juno, and that was really my only context for it. So to hear you say that, you know, hey, we do have these offices in other states and even you know places internationally, I think is already interesting on its own. Yeah, and we're actually one of the largest businesses in Southeast Alaska. I mean, we're headquartered in Juno, and you know, we we do between four and five hundred million dollars of revenue annually. I mean, we've grown significantly over the last couple of years. The pandemic was extremely good to us business-wise. While we had a lot of uh, hardship in our tourism business in Juneau specifically, but the rest of our business just absolutely flourished. And we used that opportunity to establish ourselves as a reputable, dependable partner for the federal government. And our business has grown steadily and um, it's not just one-time business, it's reoccurring business now. So it's services and it's product sales, and it allows us to have a, a dependable forecast of, of continual growth. Gotcha. And to sort of turn into my sort of economics mindset, you do want that sort of repeat sort of customer base because it's having that, or I shouldn't say customer base, like clientele and business, because that helps you economically in the long run. And thus, by also being headquartered in Juno, that helps out Juno's economy as well. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's important to talk about that. So what we did during the pandemic is our, our services business was steadily growing, but we got some sales contracts that were one time that were based on COVID-19. And so um, when we had those contracts, it really elevated us to that next level. But then that money went away because it was only for that contract. And it wasn't going to be repeated, right? The government doesn't need to buy more needles and syringes for a pandemic because doesn't have to vaccinate everybody. So we took that to build up our services contracts that are typically five-year contracts. So as we build those up, we know that that business will continue this year and for four more years, and we continue to stack that. So we win work, we pursue new work, we, we are very diligent in our existing contracts so we can keep that work. We don't want to lose it. We don't want to do it for one five-year term and lose it. We want to do it for 10 years or 15 years if we can. 
we want to keep that work for as long as possible. So we build that base and we continue to grow. I, I talk about it like tree roots. You know, in northern Alaska, where it's really cold and there's permafrost, tree roots are shallow. And so when a big windstorm comes, that tree knocks over so easy. But in southeast, when tree roots are deeper in the softer soil where it's not as cold, uh, they really grow deep and they can hold a big tree in a windstorm a lot longer. And that's what I want Gold Belt to be. I want Gold Belt to be that that strongly rooted big tree that people can count on and can survive any type of um, chaos or recession or anything else that might come our way. Gotcha. And then to continue with sort of the tree metaphor, by being based in Southeast, that causes it to have that very strong base economically for the community as well yeah, as for all your... Of our, Go ahead. Yeah, and no, all of our income goes back to the community, and that's really cool. So, I mean, the board of directors is so strong in that. Um, it, it tells me very clearly, make money. And then it directs where that money goes for benefits for shareholders. And as we get more profitable, you've seen our benefits grow to shareholders. And that money is primarily in Southeast Alaska because most of our shareholders live in Southeast Alaska. And it's really cool to see that. And, and truthfully, that message, it reverberates throughout our company. Everywhere we are, people want to work for a company like Gold Belt, for an Alaska Native corporation that works to build a community, to give back to people, to do something that is um, a good, righteous mission rather than just patting some rich guy's pockets. Right. I think you hit a very important point there by reminding everyone that Goldbowl is an Alaska Native corporation. And by doing that, you know, we're showing the this the, the strength and the influence that the Alaska Native people, peoples of Southeast have beyond just Southeast Alaska. You know, we're seeing that impacting now within other states and in the international capacity, like we were mentioning earlier. And that sends a very strong message. You know, what's really cool is as I move around different offices and we have offices in uh, Newport News, Norfolk, um, Southern Virginia. We've got some offices in, um, right next to the CDC headquarters in Atlanta. All of our offices that we have, we have Clinkett values written in that office. And we have Alaska Native art, and we talk about the culture, and we reflect on what it means to work for Gold Belt and why Gold Belt exists. And so we share that, that fundamental position of gold belt being rooted in clique culture and clique value throughout the world and it's pretty exciting gotcha and now another thing i want to talk to you about is maybe talk to me a bit about your role as president and ceo because oftentimes i feel you know people can see that title and they go like okay so they run everything when that might not really be the full picture of what goes on so what can you talk to me about with your role specifically sure it's it's a different uh topic every day, which is really fun and exciting. So Gold Belt is structured as a holding company. So Gold Belt Inc. is the owner of a bunch of LLCs. So we have uh, more than 30 LLCs right now that are operating and conducting business. And all of the people that lead those LLCs report to a senior vice president who runs a division. And so we have three divisions in our company one that covers the Alaska businesses, one that covers the businesses that are uh, around the national capital area, and one that covers the businesses that are headquartered around the um, Tidewater area of uh, Virginia Beach and Norfolk. There's a really big uh, military presence there, like Andrews Air Force Base and um, 
Fort Eustis, uh, Norfolk Naval Base. Uh, people might remember or hear those names. So that's where our, our business leaders are concentrated, and every one of those people report to a, a vice president, and those vice presidents report to me. So I interact with those two layers of people every day, talking about how we can fix problems with existing business, uh, try to bring in new business, and forecast where we need to be to ride the wave of federal spending and commercial spending and build businesses around, um, you know, cyber and AI or around tourism, like investing in the gondola with the city and borough of Juneau, doing things like that to improve our business, improve our community and, and provide new options for shareholders if they choose to work or just a pool of more revenue and income for the business to invest in shareholders um, benefit priorities. Gotcha. I would say on a funny note, I don't think you can tell me why the, the gondola was closed for a couple of days, but I could certainly have tried. I, I certainly can, you know. So, so yeah, um, over 4th of July, we had two closures, and one of them was because when um, the backup system, the diesel engines, uh, kick in if the electric engine doesn't run, uh, there's a pin in a drive structure that connects the drivetrain. And that pin broke, and so we had to replace it, and that took it down. And then the second time was a gear system uh, with the braking. So, um, you know, we had when you have a hydraulic braking system, um, you have to depressurize certain things and then repressurize them. And so one of the one of the pieces failed and had to be repressurized, and so we did that. And and we it, the good news about the tram being down is that it was caught by regular maintenance. Um, reviews. And so every day, you know, when we operate the tram, it runs through a set of safety protocols before we ever open. And if it doesn't meet that, or sometime during the day when we're running our random test, if it doesn't meet a safety protocol, we shut it down because safety of our customers is number one. And, and we're not going to ever endanger anybody that's in our business, employee or customer. Gotcha. Well, I'm, I will admit I am surprised to get an answer on that. However, we do need to go into our break. When we come back, I'll be talking more with McHugh about other things going on with Gold Belt. So stay tuned. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And welcome back to Action Line. I am your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me still, I have President and CEO of Gold Belt, McHugh Pierre. Now, during the end of the last half, you know, we t- talked a lot about your role as CEO, where you're at. You were able to answer my questions about the tram, which which I was a bit shocked. I won't lie about that. But I want to move into sort of the next topic here, which is that Goldbelt had its annual shareholder meeting recently. Is that correct? We did. On July 8th, we had our 49th annual meeting, and it was a great success. We had about 500 people on the video call, and I, or uh, live feed, um, and I know that uh, some people in that call were upset because it wasn't in person. And, uh, you know, we, with Centennial Hall under construction, we didn't have one place that was large enough to bring everybody in. You know, we have um, more than 4,000 shareholders right now, and it's growing. Um, but the annual meeting usually attracts about 800 people. And the biggest space that we could get would hold 400 people. So we didn't want to be in a position where we turn people away. And so, uh, you know, we decided to do it remote. But with our 50th year coming up, we anticipate a lot of opportunities to meet together in person to celebrate on the 50th anniversary, which is January 4th, 
And then, of course, at the 50th annual meeting, which will be in July, and we'll have a lot of other exciting things that we'll do for shareholders to really have a lot of fun gatherings and celebrate the success and the longevity of ANXA and Gold Belt. Gotcha. And I imagine, you know, with it being a shareholder meeting, that kind of establishes, you know, what do your shareholders need to know about and what's going on with the, the company? And so what were, if assuming you're able to tell me, of course, what were some of the big things that were discussed during that, that shareholders meeting? If you can tell me, of course, if you can't. No, it's, it's great. Yeah, the, there's a couple things that we talk about. We talk about the financial performance of the company in the previous fiscal year. We give an update because we're halfway through this, this fiscal year, this calendar year of where we're at now, where Gold Belt is going and where it's performing and what we expect for the rest of the year. And then the shareholders elect directors. And so there are nine board members and three of them are up every year. So there's three-year terms. And um, this year, you know, we had very strong financial reporting. We understood that. We talked about how we dipped last year. So 21 was high, 22 was a little bit lower, but our income is very strong. And 23, we expect it to grow again from 22. So we're back on our way up and we expect to have a really strong year of, you know, 430 million in revenue um, and maybe even a little higher than that and with a strong net income. So we're, we're really excited and we're pumped and, and we're very happy to welcome our newest board member, Lynette Page. She served as a, a trustee on the Gold Belt Ancestral Trust, which is an endowment that shareholders approved in 2014. She served on that board for about eight years, and now she ran for the Gold Belt Inc. board and won a seat, and, and she's got a lot of um, knowledge and wisdom to provide, and the shareholders selected her, and we're excited to welcome her on board. Gotcha. And then from the sound of it, it sounds like Gold Belt is, you know, on that upswing. It's been recovering if it was going, if it was having some issues during the pandemic, which I, I wouldn't be surprised everyone was having some issues with the pandemic, but it's good to hear oh, that. No, 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 we that. grew. Oh, you grew. We grew, we grew all through the pandemic. So okay. we, in, in 2018, we did 228 million in revenue. And then 2019, we did 240 million. And then in 2020, we did 272 million. And then in 2021, we did 500 million. So just, and so we grew significantly, but we took a step back because a lot of those one-time contracts that we won, um, we had to fill it with recurring services revenue. So we did just over $400 million in 2022, and now we're back up. We're doing 430 and we expect that we'll be back up to $500 million in two years. Okay, so just steady op- upward swing growth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the the clarification on that. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about, which is a very sort of, I find a bit more lighthearted and fun to talk about, is the the scholarship program. So I actually haven't heard about this. So maybe explain that a bit to me. Yeah, uh, we have a traditional scholarship program, which is great for people who go to college. And we want people to participate in that. It has been well-known and well-used, and Gold Belt shareholders have been using it. And in fact, that's how I learned about Gold Belt when I first um, went to college because uh, my friend was dating a shareholder. Kevin Pusinen was dating his now wife, Shauna Pusinen, and Shauna told me about Gold Belt and her scholarships that she gets as a shareholder, and I thought, wow, that's really cool. And so um, now as, a, as an adult getting to work for Gold Belt, I get to help contribute to those things to help my friends and loved ones, you know, get access and do better and, and learn what they want to learn. But it's not just traditional scholar, uh, college scholarships. It's also... Um, you know, vocational education scholarships. So if someone wants to learn how to be a welder or learn how to HVAC or be a plumber or an electrician, 
I mean, we offer scholarships for that too. And I don't know that a lot of shareholders know that. Uh, there's also a youth scholarship program. So it's the Youth Empowerment Scholarship. And you have to be a shareholder to take advantage of it. So if um, I give my kids one share, they can use it and they get up to 400 bucks a year for, you know, karate or ballet or, you know, band lessons. But those things um, are new that the board has created to really um, get more people pursuing their passions and learning and growing and discovering themselves. Because if our board believes that if you are passionate about what you do, you will contribute and joy and fulfillment, and you will be a happier, more improved person and live a more rich life. And so that's really the goal behind the scholarship programs. Some people are unsure or they should apply for it. They think, well, if I take it, someone else might have it or might not have it. Um, we have enough money for everybody to use it, and we want everybody to use it. We want everybody to use every penny every year because that's why we're working, and we want to continue to build up that pool for people to enjoy their opportunities um, for generations. Gotcha. And so and how would someone actually – say someone is a shareholder that wants to use this scholarship. How would they go about that? Yeah, they, they can go to goldbelt.com. They can call the headquarters office in Juneau. Um, you know, those are really the two ways. Talk to shareholder services for any questions. Uh, we are rebuilding the mygoldbelt.com website right now. But usually that's where um, an application form would be. So if someone wanted to file an application online and do it all through that, it's usually at mygoldbelt.com. But you can, you can go to goldbelt.com and get access to those resources now until it's rebuilt. Okay. And then the last question I've got here for you is say someone is listening that, you know, maybe might not be super sure about Gold Belt. Maybe they're like, maybe I should talk with them about, you know, more about what, who, what Gold Belt is, or maybe they're interested in trying to find work. How would you sort of pitch Gold Belt to them? Oh, man. I think Gold Belt's a terrific company. We stand for the right things. We, you know, walk the talk when it comes to Clinkett values. And we're a great representative of a traditional Southeast Alaska to the world. And if you want to be a part of that, this is a place where you can flourish. We really empower employees to do their best job and give them the skills and the training they need to be successful. And you can go to goldbelt.com and, and look at our careers. And you can look all across the company to see what's available. Um, you know, we hire people or just come into the office and talk to someone in HR super friendly, super helpful, and we love to help steer people in the right direction. Gotcha. Well, McHugh, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I feel like we got a lot of interesting stuff out of that, and I think that, you know, if if folks want to learn more about Gold Belt, they can, like you said, they can go into the the offices or they can look on the website and just learn more, because I think that's an important aspect of it as well. If we can make sure people are properly informed about, you know, your company, then they can make their assessments about how they feel about it or if they want to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And while we have a shareholder hiring preference and we really love hiring shareholders, we hire non-shareholders too. So I know that some people may think they can't work for Gold Belt. That's not the case. Like we want qualified people who are driven and motivated to work for us. And we'd love to have every shareholder working for us, but we know that's not uh, going to be the case. So um, we want to hire as many people as we can and, and build that capacity of knowledge and understanding in Southeast Alaska. 
Gotcha. I think that's an important note you yeah, there is that you don't have to be a shareholder. I think that can be sort of viewed as a barrier to entry at times where it's like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not a shareholder. Therefore, why would I, how could I go in there or how could I participate? Well, I think it's good that you kind of threw that in there as well. Thank you, Jordan. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Action Line. Like I said, McHugh, I'd like to thank you for coming on and taking the time to chat with me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much. All righty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.